0: Hello, everybody. Welcome, to Canberra Football Show, Episode Twenty Seven. I'm Matt Nicoletti. Joining me today, as always, is Michael Georgeski. Michael, how are you today, Matt?
1: I'm good, thank you, Matt. Uh, just another Monday uh, in paradise, in the in the podcast paradise. So um, happy to get another uh, episode uh, in. Uh, you know, we're closing in on thirty now, so we're slowly just building and building, which is which is really good. But um, apart from that. Um I'm very good for a Monday actually. What about yourself?
0: Uh despite you, v, losing to Milan 3 0 this morning, I'm uh I'm pretty good oh, myself,
1: so I wasn't gonna say anything about that.
0: Yeah, I thought you were gonna bring it up, so I might as well just put it out there. But anyway, yeah, look. So if quickly, I seem a bit moody if I seem a bit moody on this podcast, you'll know why.
1: Yeah, quickly before we get into the um into the games, do you reckon they're gonna creep into the top four?
0: Oh, who knows, mate? Uh at this rate, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. But who knows? Three matches to go. Anyone can happen. Anything can happen. A couple of weeks in EPL looked like Leicester was about to. Leicester yes, was. Meant, Le, Leicester yeah. looked like they were secure. Now they're not far off dropping out. So it's
1: true. The top four it, race is a is a good one at this time of the season. In and talking what about it is.
0: actually, that's a that's a great great transition into PL one. I think. Uh, you know, we're talking about you know competitive uh, races here and. We've had some more very competitive, very interesting results today in MPL1 over the weekend. Very, very interesting results. Let's start MPL1, Michael. We've got Canberra, Croatia, Belconne United. Belconne United getting the victory over Canberra, Croatia 2 1. Crescas scored, Piccolo scored, and Ugrenich scored. Now, this was a big, big win for Belconne United. Uh, and of mm. course they got the revenge from that FFA cup match, which was not last week, but the week before where they went to extra time, huge statement victory from Bel Conant showed that they're here to go. And it showed that, that the FFA cup match they had against them, uh, that they, they were legit. They were, they are here to compete and Bel just started the match. Fantastically Kreskus with that first goal. Mm. The issue the only issue I feel there is you can see one of the defenders when he sort of, when he loses Crescus, he's sort of looking to the ref, you know, the yep. linesman looking for that, that, um, looking for that like call. The flag. And yeah. I've seen this so many times. To be fair, it's not just in NPL. it's not just in Camera mm. football, it's anywhere. I, you, I'm sure you've seen it plenty times in professional game as well recently. No one plays yep. the ref's whistle. And, no. Unfortunately, if you don't play to the rest whistle, sometimes it can go your way. Sometimes it can't, but pay credit to Kreskes and Belcon for really pushing straight away. And then that put them in momentum. And then that whole first half, most of that first half, Belcon just created heaps of chances, heaps of chances. Uh, it was, I would say it was a tale of two halves because in the second half, Cameron Croatia came out a lot better. I'm sure Dean um wasn't happy with them in their team talk at halftime, but they came out and they played a lot better in that second half. Definitely wasn't a good first half for, for Canberra Croatia, but they will be looking to bounce back next week. Credit to Fabian Michelli's side though, Michael, Yeah, Uh, because not only did they play fantastic in the first half, but in that second half, despite not having the momentum, especially after Canberra Croatia scored early into that second half, they were able to hold on to the victory and still create some more chances for themselves.
1: Yeah. 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 I I think to go off your point there, um, I think being 2-0 up at half time, I think you can always expect the the opposition to come harder in the in the in the second half because obviously uh they're they're the ones chasing the game. Uh so, so the there's a lot more intent. Uh there's that sort of change uh in tactics and the game plan to really sort of assert yourselves and, and put the pressure on the other team so you can try and get yourself back into it. And naturally that means you'll sit off a little bit more, try and absorb the pressure and then you know, just hit the other team when you, when you get the opportunities and when they present themselves. So I'm not surprised that, um, you know, uh, Canberra Croatia came out a lot harder in the second half. I, I thought Bill Conan really dictated that first half. They deserved the 2-0 uh, advantage. They created chances. They obviously got the two goals. Um, and I think it really allowed um, Canberra Croatia to look, look at themselves in the mirror at halftime. Uh, to know that that wasn't good enough. Um, we, we, we obviously expect a lot more from them, seeing that they're the defending champions of this league. And um, I think, like you said, that uh, Dino Greenwich will be happy that they came out a lot better in the second half. They obviously half the deficit, uh, but it wasn't enough. So you've got to give credit to Belcona United for ha- hanging on to that. And also to that, uh, playing into that mental fortitude where they had lost uh, the, the FFA Cup encounter uh, so narrowly that you touched on as well. So it, it was a, a very big win, uh, for Phil Belcon and United.
0: And I, uh, before we move on, I think uh, I don't think uh, this, this news was broken before we did the last podcast. TJ is back yep. for Thomas James, back for Canberra, Croatia, and uh, he won't be back, I believe, until the uh, the transfer window in June. Um, so uh, regardless i think that's a uh, pretty good news for camber crashe gives them more depth as well and it you know it gives them more scoring options uh going yeah. forward and tj is coming off um being a Perth glory for a bit and also just yeah. being killing it at wollongong wolves absolutely loving these yeah. yeah
1: wasn't he in new south wales wollongong MPO, wolves. New south, yeah well the competition like in new south wales there wasn't a yeah. was the player of the year so he, he killed yeah. it yeah they loved yeah. him
0: loved yeah. him there michael all yeah. right yeah. so Next matchup we have West Canberra Wanderers. Is that a Mako
1: club? West Wollongong Wolves? Are they Marco.
0: No, you're thinking Wollongong City. There's another Wollongong club. but yeah, I don't believe
1: because I, I know there's one in yeah, I know there's one in Wollongong. I just yeah, I can't remember the name. But
0: hey, Michael, don't forget <laughs> if you actually looked at the preseason results, literally every single club from Canberra played Wollongong club in the preseason. So there was <laughs> a there's like six, seven different Wollongong yeah. major yeah, Wollongong I know, yeah. clubs. Yeah. But yeah, Wollongong yeah. Wolves isn't the Mako one. But I know I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, that's all good. So, next one, we have uh, West Canberra Wanderers. Pena with the goal. It was 1 1 against Tuggies United. Bunell scoring just before half time. Michael, the spoils were shared a little bit in Tuggeron, weren't they?
1: Yeah, no, it was uh, a very tight uh, contest. Uh, but between these two sides, we obviously talk about how well West Canberra Wanderers have, have done to start this season. They've been exceptional under Ulysses. Um, and on, on the other side, uh, you've got Tigerong United there. Although a point isn't necessarily what they would have hoped for, or what they necessarily need in terms of how they've started the season, they really need to start uh, picking up points of their own. But I think that they can be very proud of the performance that they put forward against um, an informed side like West Canberra. You know, probably the most informed uh, team in the NPL one at the moment. So uh, it was it was a very tight game. Um, I think it's not a bad result for West Canberra Wanderers. uh, If you consider the fact that, you know, Togganong is always a difficult place to go to and get a result. It's it's always sort of notoriously known as being one of those grounds where, you know, it's going to be a tough game and it's always going to be hard for you to come away with any sort of positive result. So I think it's one of those points that you take uh, valuably and look further down into the season where, if they're still in that hunt, you know, for the top four, um, they'll look back at, at a result like this, and it could help them uh, cement their case. So obviously, it's still early days, but in the context of when you look at who you're playing and 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 where it is, uh, you can you can take points well, like a like a one point here here and there, uh, especially away from home as well. So I think it's a, I think for either side, it's not a terrible uh, result. Uh, obviously, Belcon, I mean, uh, sorry, Tuggeron United uh, needed the victory uh, to sort of kickstart their campaign, but um, it was very, very close. Uh, it was very close, uh, the proceedings, uh, but they they can take a lot of positives out of that one, Tuggeron United going forward, most definitely.
0: Yeah, 100%. I, I, I agree with that. I guess the perception, though, for people who have just seen the result, will also look at the Manara result and go, okay, Tuggerong is the only team not to win a match so far this season. But uh, on do have that match in hand as well against Gungalan, I believe it is. Uh, I'm not sure when that's yep. going to happen. That was flushed out, yep. um, rained out. But West Camber Wanderers, like you said, took it early and I'm sure they'll be disappointed to <clears throat> to, uh, to go down and not take the lead. on once again, coming from behind. Uh, th- their match against Manara is going to be massive for both for both accounts. I know Manara got the big win against uh, Gangalan like we're going to mention soon, but for both of them, they, they they really after the way both have started the season they're going to be looking for that one as as, as their sort of win per se they need as as theirs uh, to win and Tuggerong once again coming from behind like I said I'll mention it later but they they need to get in front early I think Tuggerong, because yep. like we've seen this too many times either they have to come from behind and draw or just come from behind but not being able to <clears throat> to get there so and we've seen Targon, on once they can get some strings and results together, Michael, they go on a bit of a run themselves. So, um, we, you know, you, you know, uh, for those who know, you know, Mitch Stevens is going to be working at this. He's going to be working at this. And um, when they start getting results, I think they're going to uh, do quite well in terms of West Camp Wanderers and your sister Silver. I, I I agree. I think the result isn't the worst thing for them in the world. And at the end of the day, they're still. Let me look, but I'm pretty sure they're still top. They're still top of the ladder with Belconium United, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep they are still yep. top of the ladder with 10 points and Belcon United also 10 points. I believe West Canberra Wanderers are leading on goal difference. So to still be top of the ladder two rounds in a row, they're, they're only going to take the positives out of that West Canberra, I think, Michael. Now, uh, what Michael, what's the uh, next matchup?
1: So the next matchup we have, uh, like you briefly touched upon just beforehand, Matt, was Gungallon United against Monero Panthers. Obviously, um, a huge result for Monero, picking up their first victory of the season under coach Frank Keisha. Three-two winners uh, were the visiting uh, outfit. uh Mariam uh, finding the back of the net, uh, as well as Steven Dominici. Uh, scoring a brace, uh, and for Gungalun United, Bernardo Madrid and John got on the uh, score sheet. A great game of football, uh, this one uh, at AIS. Uh, Matt, it's a huge result uh, for, for Monero Panthers in, in the context of how they've struggled so far this season in terms of inheriting a new squad and players getting, still getting used to playing with one another, and I mean, to get a first fig- first win of the, the season against a side like Gungahlin United, even though Gungahlin United have been a little bit inconsistent this season, they're still a fantastic side. So, I mean, to get a win against uh, a quality opposition like Gungahlin United for Monero Panthers uh, is absolutely huge, wasn't
0: it? it? It certainly was. And so that's, that's like you mentioned, that's the best thing that could have happened for them this weekend for Frank Hesh's side. Frank will be very happy to get that win under the board um, because I'm sure... It, they knew this, they could get this result. We've seen, we saw how well they played last week. Um, and for them, it was just about, you know, putting into practice and just slugging it out. But to be fair, they didn't slug it out there, but their goals were some great pieces of play. And, but first let's start with Gengarland's goal. Bernabeu Madrid, you see that header? Um, yeah. Fantastic header. That was like a
1: centre like forwards header. Does he ever score goal. just
0: like? Does Bernabeu just ever score just like an average goal? Because he's always scoring. Either <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it's a header, header, or a thing. He's always scoring a cracking goal. Um, so Gangala definitely started the be- the better of the two teams. Um, early they started quick, um, which is is was a positive for them because that's something they haven't been able to do. They haven't been able to start. Besides the match against West Wanderers in the first round, they haven't been hitting the ground immediately. Um, but when Minara got back in it with. Um, uh, had to marry him's goal which was a bit of a deflection um and I started to you know ease more into the game ross barker in midfield he played there last week i mentioned this last week but he's crucial for them in midfield because he yeah. really helps with the energy he um he tracks all the runners which is important when uh you, you need to go back and defend that's probably something they were missing before the canberra croatia game but in saying that everyone did their part uh, today as well mclaughlin did very well um he nearly he nearly scored as well but it, it if you look at it on the camera, it looked like he actually uh, did score. Just one of those mm-hmm. um, moments. Um, but Dominici, absolutely terrific! This matchup beat everyone for pace. That second goal of his, sort of like a sort of a volley, was absolutely terrific. Yeah. That was yeah. So he yeah. yeah this, goal. He, I, I know a lot of because when you're a player like Dominici and you've starved for as long as you have, immediately people going to look at it and say, first four rounds hasn't scored a goal yet, despite only playing two matches um uh, he hasn't played all the matches uh but they're immediately going to point to that and say how come he hasn't scored more but i'll tell you what he today he, he rocked up and he um he led by example scored two great goals one of them like i said based on pace the other one some great skill on the volley and um dominici you know he looks settled this match and when he's on point we've seen it over the last however many years here in canberra he can absolutely kill it in that regard though with the four at the back, their defense looked um, a little shaky. They looked a bit flat-footed. And every time, like in that second half especially, and more so in the second half, Dominici beat them for pace. A lot of the players beat them for pace, running in, in, in behind the defense. So I wonder if and I know, I know they're missing Jack Green. We mentioned that uh, when, when he originally got the injury. But as soon as Jack Green got injured, they moved to a, a back three. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they, it worked quite well for them against the Olympic and yeah. they didn't play their next matchup in round four. So I wonder if Marcel's going to tinker that again and go back to a back three, just um, based on that second-half performance. Maybe he might not, maybe he will, but the, it, 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 when you lose someone like Jack Green, as we've all mentioned, it's more than just you know the defensive abilities. It's the leadership as well. So I'm intrigued to see how they sort of handle the defense, but it wasn't the best day in terms of that in the second half for Gondal. So for them, it's all about regrouping and uh, getting getting back to it next week. But they still have a game in hand as well, like I mentioned, uh, for the Tigers. Uh, do you have any... I don't know, I've covered a lot of ground there. I was at the game, so for me, it's just easy to just rattle what was off in my head. Yeah. Do you have any uh, thoughts on this one before we uh, move on?
1: I just I think it's important that we all know how important of a player Jack Green is for Gung Island United. And I think in these moments, it's always important that when you lose an important player, um, it's important that your squad has to be tactically flexible to play, you know, different positions to sort of fit the playing group that you have. You, you know what I mean? So when you lose an important player, it's always <coughs> important to have in the back of your mind, you know, two to three teams that, that, that you have that you can put on the field, uh, different formations and whatnot. So I can definitely see M- Marcel sort of tinkering with that three uh, in the back line again because uh, that Gungal and United team have, have played three at the back. Uh, we, we've seen that um, numerous times over the last few years so I wouldn't be surprised if they were to revert uh, to three at the back but at the same time, like I said, it's all about, for them, just adapting to um, the playing group that they have at the moment. They're missing a key player in Jack Green in the defence so it's all about just sort of adapting and bringing in the personnel and sort of moulding that with a formation that's going to work until uh, he, he's ready and, and he comes back. So we, we just have to wait and see. It's all, it's all, uh, it's all about sort of just waiting and seeing how that's going to play out.
0: Yeah, I'm intrigued to see how they uh, line up against um, Belconnen, of course, after Belconnen's great uh, victory on the weekend. Of course, we'll touch upon that uh very shortly. One thing I want to mention quickly before we move on to the last match of the round is Monaro did have a few departures before this uh, matchup in between podcasts. Uh, yeah. I don't believe Gianpaolo there anymore, and uh, Luke Manama-Shaibu has moved to uh somewhere in uh, Sydney. I don't have the team with me now, but um, best of luck to him. Yeah. He uh he, he was a quality addition for Monaro, one of their best uh, imports. Uh, from overseas, it hasn't really worked out for them too much in the in, lately in the past. But I mm-hmm. tell you what, Luke Manarachiibu, uh, he he, I, he he did very well in the very I well for Manara. Up. I thought he was also a lot uh, great for the team as well. He tracked a lot of runners as well, and we saw we've seen the skill over the last year or so. So best of luck to Luke Shaibu in Sydney. All right, Michael. The next matchup: Tigers five, Olympic zero. Popovich with two goals, Borgner with a goal, Gillespie with a goal and Jay Kelly with a goal. A rampant performance from uh, Tigers FC, wouldn't you you say, at the AIS Synthetic?
1: Yeah, it was a five-star performance, you could say, uh, from uh, Tigers to overcome. Uh, Olympic, uh, it was a massive statement win, I feel, uh, for Tigers FC. um, Especially for Ryan Grogan uh, and his playing group, I think. Um, they were were quite clearly the better side from the first whistle to the last. Um, They were absolutely relentless. And I think it caught me by surprise a little bit because I thought it would be a lot closer than what the scoreline presented itself at at the full-time whistle because Tigers, uh, you know, they've been a little inconsistent here and there, whereas Canberra Olympic have caught everyone by surprise to start the season. Uh, you know, when they beat Monero uh, for the first game uh, of the season at, at Riverside um, and how they've managed to build a bit of momentum and, it, and no one really expected much of them uh, this season, but um, it was kind of a reality check uh, in a way uh, just by how emphatic uh, of a win that was for Tigers. They moved the ball around really well. Their midfield were bombing forward, creating numbers uh, – as they were uh, looking to uh, you know, create attacking chances, they were just overwhelming uh, Olympic. And I think it wasn't a great uh, defensive performance, obviously, by um, Olympic. They just looked really sluggish and slow. So, I mean, there was one instance where I think Nick uh, Popovich uh, in the second half just got the ball and he literally ran straight through two different sets of players down the middle of the goal and just just stuck it into the bottom corner. So um, obviously that doesn't take away from, you know, the individual brilliance that he had to display to be able to do that. But um, it sort of just casted a bit of a shadow over um, Olympics uh, defensive frailties in this game. But uh, at the same time, um, they're still an impressive outfit, Canberra Olympic. They can't let this result get to them. Uh, too much. They've had a great start to the season. It's just one bump in the road. Uh, So they'll be looking to bounce back uh, in round six, uh, most definitely.
0: And while you're saying that, I found out the the club that Lukman has gone to, it's Southern District's Raiders Football Club in New South Wales, MPL 2. So like I said, best of luck to him. And yeah, you mentioned the goal there from Popovich, how he sort of ran straight through. Yeah. Uh, That goal, I think... According to this, um, Sports TG, anyway, he's now the top uh, goal scorer in MPL One with five goals. So, in in terms of Tigers, this was sort of the performance that I'm sure Grogan and Anthony Jagar were looking for because I, I mentioned, I keep mentioning how that performance I saw against Gungal in the FA Cup uh, fourth round that was the performance that was their most complete performance I'd seen this season. And they beat uh midweek, they beat Western Malonglo in the uh, quarterfinals. They beat them 6-0, I believe, as well. And it seems like that sort of kick-started. I know it's only another, it's only one match since, but that might have been the catalyst for them now, and this yeah. match as well against Olympic, to put in 90-minute performances for them. Um, in terms of Olympic, I would they had a decent amount of chances though to start the match. Yeah, I, I would say after. I would say after the second goal, so the Borgner goal, after yep. that, then it was all Tigers. But sure. Alan James, Alan James, he he scored, the, he hit the woodwork. So um, yeah, he had, he's a second top goal scorer in MPL one. He's he's killed it so far this season for Olympic, and yeah, he, he hit the woodwork, and Olympic looked quite dangerous in parts. But after that second goal, all Tigers. That is the that is the exact performance that Grogan Shaw sure, has been looking for since that Gangalan game. And let's see if they can continue it. They're playing West Camp Wanderers, I believe it is, on the weekend, like we're going to get into very shortly. But that's that's the sort of performance that uh, everyone was sort of expecting from Tigers. And let's see if they can uh, keep this uh, ball rolling because two big victories in a row, uh, that's the sort of momentum you need heading into uh, facing the team that's on the top of the table. So, uh, Michael, what are our predictions? Actually, I guess we should... uh, the yeah. elephant in the room in terms of our yeah. uh, results on the weekend, uh, you actually my had a good too
1: bad. Yeah, mine weren't too bad.
0: Yeah, look, I'm just trying to put it on the same boat. You've actually uh, taken the lead in our MPL one predictions, it is now 6 5 on the ladder. I know 6 5 out of five rounds, where we do a lot better than the other two leagues, but uh, you got two this week. I got, I did what you did a couple of weeks ago, uh, <laughs> big fat zero, mort. yeah, yeah, big fat zero. So you are now in the lead 6 5, you have overtaken. And yeah, we'll uh, get in. in we'll, we'll get in. We'll get into the other ones when we get into those, uh, shall we? But Michael, what is the first matchup of the weekend?
1: Yeah, so let's quickly get through the round six uh, fixtures that we have on display. So first up, we have West Canberra Wanderers at home to Tigers FC Saturday, May fifteenth, twelve forty five. That lunchtime kickoff at Melrose Synthetic. This is gonna be a tough game. This is a very tough game to predict. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go for a West Canberra Wanderers win.
0: There we go. All right. Writing it down. West Canberra Wanderers, Michael's going with. Tough to call, though. Very yeah. Tough to
1: call. It's
0: like a flip of the coin, this one. That's how close it's going to be. Uh, look, Michael, I think I, I'm just going to... From what I saw on the weekend, I'm going with Tigers. Uh, those two matches I've seen, the results I've seen, the way they played, the efficiency they showed. If they can keep that ball rolling, I think they might uh, uh, snip this one, but it's going to be very, very close and it could be anyone's guess. What's the, what, what do we have next?
1: So it doesn't get any easier. Uh, we've got uh, Belconi United at home to Gungahlin United uh, at McKellar Park uh, this Saturday at 3 o'clock. Uh, in the afternoon this one. oh gosh Th- these are just these are just so difficult. Oh look, I'm not gonna be surprised if I come away with another zero um, tipping performance week because they're just so hard to predict. Um, I'm gonna go for a Belcon United win. Uh, I think they're gonna build um, obviously they're coming off a little momentum following that Canberra Croatia win. Uh, in Deakin. So uh, I think they'll carry that over into uh, this Gungahlin United uh, matchup. But like we touched on before, it'd be interesting to see how Gungahlin United sort of come out, um, what sort of lineup uh, they'll play, what the selection process will be from uh, Marcel. So um, it's going to be a tough game, no doubt, but I'm edging towards Belconi United uh, picking up the three points there. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, I I think it's going to be hard to deny Belconnen after the performance they put in and the result they got against Canberra, Croatia. Yeah. Like, I think that's key. What you said about Gungarland because like I said, the, the defense just couldn't hand in the second half, couldn't handle the pace that Manara were throwing at them. And if there's one thing about Belconnen, they're full of pace and they're full of, um, full of uh, youth. Men's is still out, but Darren Bailey, I forgot to mention in the game, Darren Bailey is essentially doing his job into uh, doing a men's job in terms of linking up the play and using the, his uh, physicality that he's got up front. And he was he, 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 he was uh, crucial as well into the build-up of both those goals. So uh, I'm going to go with Belcon here, but let's see how Gungarland G- G- United, um, let's see if they can turn it around because we all know on their day, they're one of the best teams in the comp as well, uh, Gungahlin United.
1: Yep, most definitely. And next on our fixture list is Canberra Olympic at home to Canberra, Croatia. That's uh, Saturday, um, May 15th, 3pm as well. Uh, I'm going to go for a Canberra-Croatia win. I think they're going to bounce back after that narrow loss to Belconnen United that we just touched upon uh, when we were talking about Belconnen. But I do expect Canberra Olympic to come out with a much better effort um, having experienced that heavy loss to Tigers. uh, So teams can always sort of be dangerous when Uh, they're coming back with a vengeance after a big loss. So you just never know what could really happen, but I'm going to edge towards the defending champions in this one. And
0: both are sort of coming back in that regard, aren't they? Um, And it's the Derby as well. Let's not forget both teams always show up for the Derby. I'm going to go with Canberra Croatia in this one, but it could be closer than people think if they just looked at the scores this weekend based solely on the fact that it is a Derby.
1: Yep. And lastly, we have Monero Panthers at home to Tuggeranong United Saturday. Uh, This one's at 5.30 uh, in the evening at Riverside Stadium. Uh, Matt, I'm going to go for a Monero Panthers win. I feel like I've tipped Monero quite a lot um, so far uh, this season. Um, So I'm hoping that um, they'll get the win here. Uh, I think that obviously we already talked about how huge it was for them to get the monkey off the back. Uh, get their first three points of the season to really push on now. And I expect them to take full advantage of um, that momentum uh, against Tuganong United. Um, it, it's a great opportunity for them to make it, obviously, back-to-back wins and really start to push themselves up the ladder. So I'm going to go for a Monaro Panthers win.
0: This is a must-win game for both of them. Uh, despite Monaro getting that win, uh, you know, if they get it to the second win, two on the trot, it's going to seem like, you know, those uh, those four losses in a row are is, is, uh, well behind them uh, in terms of uh, gaining, you know, six points in, in two matches. Uh, this, this this is always a tough matchup for Monaro, though. Well, uh, recently, anyway. Last season, it was a tough matchup for them as well. Tagaron always make it difficult. But Tagron lately, they just have, like I mentioned before, they just seem to be conceding early and they always have to fight back. If they can score early, then I think Tagron give themselves a great chance. I'm going to go with um, Monaro, though, solely based on the fact that the team unity of that, in that Gangala match, especially in the second half, was fantastic. And uh, Dominici really, really did well. And every individual player sort of stepped up, especially in that second half, and they showed their quality. Um, so the fact that they did that last week, I think, like you mentioned, the momentum. But in terms of target on, they need to get on the board first. Uh, that's that's yep. that, that's what they need to do. But absolutely, uh, yeah. If, if Tagarong get on the board first, I think they give give themselves a good chance of getting a victory. But I'm going to go with Manara. All right, uh, that's MPL one wrapped up. Let's uh, get Jeremy on for MPLW. There he is. Is that a Roma jersey?
2: It is a Roma jersey. I was this close from putting a Manchester. Um... AC Milan jersey, but I didn't want to re- disrespect you too much. And I mentioned,
0: oh. I mentioned it on the start of the show. Don't worry. Anyway, yeah. let's let's uh...
1: That would have rubbed salt in the wounds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy, welcome to the show. As always, great to have you back.
2: Thanks for having yes. me. Guys.
0: showing your. Uh, I think that's an Arsenal jersey as well in the background. Uh, someone's happy that Jose Mourinho is at Roma, or, or
2: no, no, no Champions League up there. This is no, a, this no, is a no, no Champions no. League cupboard. No, no. <laughs> Europa (laughs) and
0: both got eliminated in the Europa League as well. So there you go. I think you're going for that sort of theme today. But uh, Jeremy, before we get started, uh, do you want to talk about the Fed Cup quickly and uh, how you'll be covering it with uh, Russ uh, this week?
2: Yeah, Russ did uh, did a great job. I think trying to uh, rally the troops to to get the funding to be able to get the Federation Cup semifinals uh, on Bar TV. Uh, and so thanks, obviously thanks to Russ and thanks to the clubs uh, who definitely helped uh, in there. And so tomorrow, tomorrow night, seven p.m. will be at Melrose for uh, West uh, West Canberra FC. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be able to say it faster soon enough. West Canberra Wanderers FC versus uh, Gunga United. And on Wednesday night, we'll be at Deakin um, under under the rain, I think, and under the cold, uh, to see Canberra Croatia versus Belcon United. Uh, two cracking semi-finals, and and both on Bar TV. Kick off at seven p.m. Tuesday and Wednesday.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, great to hear that that uh, was able to come through, and we're able to get more than just the final for the Fed Cup That's being true. broadcasted. Uh, you mentioned one of the you mentioned one of the matches there, and that was one of the matches that we're going to kick off with. Um, Jeremy, big win for Camber Croatia 3 1 over Belconn United. Palombi, Gill, Fogarty with the goals for Camber Croatia, Bomford with the goal for Belconn United. Uh, this is Belconn United's first loss of the season. Uh, this leaves Camber Croatia as the only undefeated team left in MPLW and, and the second team to be undefeated as well in the three main comps. ANU is the other one in MPL2. Uh, Gill and Palombi were at their very best today. Uh, um, on sorry, not today. On Saturday, weren't they, uh, Jeremy? Some fantastic link-up play for some of those goals.
2: Yeah, definitely. And uh, and yeah, and I guess you know they they wouldn't be able to do that without the, their midfield, who did an excellent job uh, picking up the ball as early as possible. Uh, but yeah, you can you know that they get along and you know that they know where to find each other on the field. Uh, and yeah, more often than not, every time. Grace had the ball. She knew exactly what Brit, what run Brit was going to do, so she was giving her the ball straight there. And, and you know, I think on Grace Gill's goal, uh, probably half of the stadium and and 90% of the players expect uh, Brittany Balambi to actually shoot, uh, but she decided to uh, to do a little cut pass to Grace Gill that that brought the goal. Uh, so yeah, when when those two are in form and playing together, I don't know a lot of, a lot of teams that can stop them.
0: Yeah, no, that was, that was, uh, that was a great piece of play. I, I I have to say in terms of Belcon United, <laughs> obviously conceding early against Canberra Croatia, especially in the Derby like this is, is never ideal. It happened last week to Gangalan against Belco. And now Belco are on this sort of the other foot in that regard. Belco, I don't think they have conceded early so far this season or have conceded first for that matter. So Um, how how, how do you think they sort of handled that in this matchup
2: it was look it was almost it was almost hard to see I, I think um I think Canberra Croatia came with a bit of a chip on their shoulder because of the Community Shield, uh, and you know, for for all that talk that the Community Shield doesn't matter, uh, the Community Shield was still won by Belco uh, against Canberra Croatia, and uh, just before a double header or during a double header, should I say? Uh, I think Canberra Croatia wanted to sort of um, mark their territory and and you know show that they're they're the champions right now, uh, so they got in that game um, the the best way you can get in the game, you know, um, clearly whatever plan Nick and Michael wanted to put together for that game, Nick's plan worked straight away uh, so much so that it probably annihilated whatever ideas Michael wanted to put together for his team. Uh, when, you know, when we said that during the commentary with, uh, with Matthew Moore, uh, when after 10 minutes, you still haven't seen uh, Michaela Thornton with the ball, um, something's going wrong for Belcon and something is going extremely right. Uh, for Canberra Croatia. Uh, I think on one hand, you had um, Canberra Croatia definitely ready. I I talked about the midfield. Uh, Jamie Berkeley, Chris Hagen, and Jenny Bissett were outstanding over the weekend uh, and high press and making sure that Mikel Thornton can't turn around, making sure that Olivia Bonfond can't turn around. Uh, But on the other hand, I think that was surprisingly, I'd say, maybe a little bit of a a starstruck effect from half of the Belconan team. Uh, That was a lot of respect for Grace Gillen and Britt Palombi. Now I'm not one to say that, um, you know, you should foul the best players, but as somebody <laughs> who has played in defense, uh, you got to make sure that you're respected in your own zone. And if you're going to let the best player of the other team control the ball, turn around, have time to find who to pass the ball to, then you're, you're not going anywhere. And, and we had that quick chat at the end with, with Michael, where, where he sort of mentioned that as well. I think, you know, I, As soon as Mikaela Thornton had the ball, a second after, Jenny Bissett got into her. A second after she got the ball the second time, Krista Hagen got into her. And then Mikaela knew that whenever she was going to get the ball, somebody was going to get behind her back. So then she doesn't want to turn around anymore. She's looking for support behind her. Not once has Grace Gill really felt somebody breathing down her neck, except Mickey Thornton when she was around. Uh, So I think that's something that obviously... Um, you know, Michael will work on and we'll probably see it on Wednesday night already um, that that has changed, but I think Belconen somehow was a little bit too respectful waited a little bit too much for their own game to to happen sort of by some kind of magic instead of being a little bit more aggressive, getting a little bit more into the jewels, making those those earlier and a little bit more sharper uh, a little bit more sharper, excuse me um, so, so yeah, I, I really think that it, it looked a lot like an experimented team who knows what they're doing versus a team of talents that maybe hasn't played together that much and that don't know how to help each other getting out of the deep end, which is losing 2-0 against Canberra Croatia after after half an hour. And that could have been 3-0 early in the first half. That could have been 3-0 early in the second half. Um, Canberra Croatia looked like they were just controlling it at one point.
0: And before we move on, Are they going to take this as sort of a learning period? Because this is a bit of a different, you know, team for Belconnen United. And we mentioned last week on the show, you you mentioned the Michaela Thornton bit. She was uh, essentially stopped in a lot of areas by Canberra Croatia. I think I said, (laughs) I think I said to Michael, I said, how do you how how do you stop her besides uh, fouling her? Because that's what Nipros said on commentary last week. Um, But they did well to do it without having needing to foul her uh, that often. But do they take this as a learning as a learning curve, Belconnen United and do They bounce back very quickly, or does this is this something they use and they sort of use it for the next time they face them, you know, down the line in round the second round of matches?
2: I think it's a humbling game, right? Because you all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, that's what it takes to be champions, it doesn't take only the speed of Kira Bobin or only the technical gifts that uh, Olivia Bonfort brought to the table or that Mikala Tonton the way that she turns around and she's able to cut through the line. It takes the whole team to play together at once. In, in Canberra, Croatia, for all the good that uh, Brittany Palombi and Grace Gil have done during the game, you could not pick one player who didn't play well. N- not one player in there wasn't like sweating after five minutes and and wasn't doing their job perfectly. For Belconen, you were having a hard time finding the one that was doing a good job 100%. So I think it's, it's that humbling experience, that learning experience where... Okay, that's that's how far we got to go to make sure that when it matters, which is going to be postseason, obviously, you have to you have to be ready. Uh, And I think it's, you know, I talk I think Nick and Michael had the same conversation as far as that goes. The game on Sunday was almost a lose-lose. If you win, you're being told that you're winning because it's early in the season. And if you lose, you're being told that you're the worst team in the comp now because you lost against uh, against your rival. But either way, for both coaches, it was just a game to see how their team reacts after the community result in a week where they're going to face the team again in an elimination game uh, like Wednesday night. So I think they are both smart enough to like not panicking or or not like on Nick's side, not thinking that it's okay the crown is is his again and and on Michael's side that uh, that it's over now. I think they are both. So what was good and what was bad? There was definitely some some um, some room for Belkoken to score goals, especially on corner kicks. Um, and I think they both saw what they need to improve. Uh, you know, Coimbra Croatia at the end told me that they didn't think that they play that well, even though in sometimes they some moments they dominated. Uh, and and Belko obviously was a bit disappointed. Uh, so so I think yeah, it's that learning experience, but it's also that it's just it's just one game, it's just round five. Uh, there's 21 rounds there's the Federation Cup game that somehow matters more because it's an elimination game uh, and, and I think they're both gonna just look at that game as often as possible so that they can see where they didn't where what didn't work against the best team in the comp.
0: Okay and the next matchup is Michael.
1: Yeah, so we had West Canberra Wanderers. Uh, put on a fantastic performance against Tuggerdong United, uh, smashing six goals uh, past the Tuggies' outfit. Uh, scorers in that game were McKenzie, Maguire, Chavara, Stanbury, Letton, and Edwards. Uh, obviously, a, a very, very impressive performance, uh, Jeremy, from West Canberra Wanderers. We touched on it last episode with Michael uh, Aldred, the former Tuggeron, uh United uh Coach, that uh, we were hoping to see a lot of effort uh, from this Tuggernaut United outfit. Uh, I think he really highlighted that, um, you know, no matter the result, that this team was always going to give 100%, uh, no matter the opposition uh, that they come up against. Um, so, how, how did you see this one uh, playing out? Obviously, it's a great win uh, for West Canberra Wanderers, but it's another uh, heavy defeat uh, for Tuggernaut.
2: And, and it's, another, it's another heavy defeat that somehow, again, feels a little bit harsh for Togo for all the effort that they've done. That said, the scoreline being zero for Togo FC, unfortunately, is no mistake or no coincidence. They are having a really, really hard time Getting the ball out in the in the other half and and you know stringing three four passes together, uh, the only couple of opportunities they had was a, a shot from long range from riordan Daisley, um, or uh, or a one run that worked okay for Uh but that was about it. They are really struggling to get the ball out. Defensively, they they worked really well as we expect them to, uh, and and they defended really. Densely, uh, they were just missing a little bit of aggressivity on on those goals. And I mean, you know, uh, you mentioned six goals, but the first goal is at the thirty fifth, and the fifth goal is at the fiftieth. So within fifteen yeah. minutes, they score five goals, uh, which is which shows how how much pressure at one point West Hambray was putting on uh, on Turgonong and how they wanted to make sure that the game was going to be um, over as soon as possible. Um, Tiana Jaber, I want to say. Now we finally see the impact she can have on that team every time she has the ball on the wing and she was playing in central defense, if I'm not mistaken, this weekend. Uh, her cross are just fantastic. Her free kick was perfect. The cross for the third goal or the fourth, one or the other, I'm, sure, I'm not sure, uh, was, was as good. And that's where you see, you know, we talked about what Emma Stanbury brought a little bit to Togelang last year and is bringing this year as well. As soon as you have two or three players that are technically above the rest and that are able to do that last pass the right way i think uh emma stanbury ends up with two assists and the goal uh and and tanya um tiana excuse me um enjoy uh, ends up with two or three assists um as soon as you get those players who are able to do that last pass where it matters it's it's all the difference between two teams that are trying to do as much efforts uh, defensively and that somehow could be almost on the same level to right now doesn't have that. They have the, the spirit and they have the, the fighting um, the, yeah, the fighting spirit, I guess, defensively. But as soon as you go into the offensive mode, um, it's just a little bit hard to get out of that midfield. It's a little bit hard to be able to find um, the three up front. Um, and that's, that's what's going to make it really hard for them. I mean, if Steph Coates come back and plays at number 10, maybe that can help. Um, I'd, i'm having a hard time seeing where where the solution is for to bar finding a new a new player to be able to put in that midfield for in a bit of a creative role uh, or uh, or you know changing changing the way they play there like changing their tactic to be able to use a bit more what they're good at which is the wings
1: yeah i was i was going to say um you know i think you made some great points there uh, jeremy in regards to Um, you know, why Tuggerong United have been uh, struggling and it's a very difficult period for them because like you said, uh, there's just no sort of source that they have uh, going forward Uh, and it's resulted in them not being able to find the back of the net or creating chances to be able to put themselves in positions to, you know, test the opposition's uh, goalkeeper. So, I mean, it's just a case of, you know, what, what what can they really do um in moving forward uh, is there like well, i know you touched on the fact that you know they they could look to get another player in there with a bit, bit more uh creativity so i guess time will really tell um if they can really make those changes throughout the season so that they can you know present a bit more uh challenges to to their opposition because they're putting so much effort in trying to defend their goal but when they do have the ball, like you said, they're unable to string passes together and really push up push up the field and create any sort of havoc. So um, I guess time will uh, tell um, in terms of, you know, if things are, you know, or if their fortunes are going to turn in their favor a little bit. Matt, do you have anything uh, to add before moving on to the next game at all in, in regards to uh, Taganong or uh, West Canberra Wanderers' uh, performance?
0: No, I think you guys mostly touched uh touched upon most of it. I I I guess I'll just echo the the great performance from uh, West Canberra Wanderers. You mentioned Jaber's crosses; they were just pristine, weren't they? Uh, weren't they, Jeremy? It's and, and that's a central defender that likes to that 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 finds herself on the wing and then but that, that doesn't compromise what she's doing defensively, and that's that's what's impressive about her. Very ambitious player. You can I have an interview up with her from a couple of weeks ago. Very ambitious player wants to. Work on her own personal game, and she's good friends with Emma. And clearly, there's a great understanding. You can see there, even just after the goals, you can see the um the camaraderie that she's bringing to the side. Emma's very very excited for this side. She's got a lot of high hopes, and I guess we're going to see this weekend, aren't we? How the uh the the two match uh um, you know momentum and the two wins in a row. Let's see how that uh puts into play against a side that has lost two in a row, but a side that is still one of the top sides in the MPLW. So next up, um, we've got Canberra Olympic with a a similar scoreline that West Canberra Wanderers got, 6-0 against Wagga City Wanderers. Sykes with four goals, Cook with a goal, and Bennett with a goal. A very good bounce-back victory and performance uh, from Canberra Olympic, Jeremy. And Ash Sykes was just in in Ash Sykes' form. It was just – she was unstoppable. The breaks she was making, the – the you know the um she was out beating everyone for pace she 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 read the the game so well like she always does
2: yeah and not to be uh not to be rude to Agacici you know it happens to have game without but it's six zero it could have been. 12 or 13. Unfortunately, uh, at one point, i almost, almost refuses to score the goal to try and give the goal to, uh, to her teammates. And, and, and unfortunately for her, um, Rachel Hardwick couldn't buy a goal on, uh, on Sunday, she's got like eight or nine opportunities, maybe less. Uh, and then she kept slicing them away or blazing them over the crossbar, uh, with her best, uh, her best shot, uh, shot from distance. Uh, but yeah, um, Ash Sykes in, in top form, um, you know, her pace, we we all know about it, but somehow we had not seen it too much in the first uh, four game. Uh, she was in full speed, uh, I think two or three of the four goals uh, come from a run from her own half, uh, and she goes all the way to the end. Uh, you know, it's not to say that Wagasiti didn't defend well. Like I said, it could have been more. Uh, Sammy M's, despite considering six goals, still... Um, like realized quite a few saves uh, on our line uh, the, the rest of the team the wanderers i think they were just um, i think it was just a bit too hard for them it was supposed to be a bit too many runs and and defensively uh Cambridge olympic did well uh, i had that i had a quick exchange of text with, with Nicole Beck, because watching the game, I was like, Oh, they're playing different. They actually, uh, were playing on a three, five, two, uh, down in the riverina, um, with uh, on one side, uh, Victor Jimmison, the captain. And on the other side, um, Aisha, Deandra on the second half and Siena Farah on the first half. Uh, and I thought that worked really well for them because, um, defensively the last three games, obviously they considered quite a few goals. Um, so they made it a little bit tighter in the middle. And whenever Waga had the team all of us uh, at the, the ball excuse me all of a sudden you had five defenders with Lara Birdett um dropping as well at six defenders and up front you had Rachel Hardwick Ashley Sykes and Tanya Miro so you had the pace and the technique to be able to get the ball out quickly and to get directly to your striker who's the fastest one in the league um, so I, I think they they played it well they played it to Waga City's, Weaknesses, which is that that in my mind that high line uh, of defense, which against Ash Sykes is a bit uh, is, is a bit suicidal. Uh, again, all, all respect to uh, to Sam Gray, and I understand what he's trying to do there. Uh, but I think it's just really hard if you're going to defend all the way to the half line and you don't have anybody that can outpace that can outrun Ash Sykes, then you're definitely opening yourself up uh, to conceding goals. Um, they, they they try to show some some. Some battle, some fight in the middle, uh, but I think Canberra Olympic is slowly but surely finding their grooves. Here and there, you could see that the midfield somehow, you know, Miro and uh, and Hardwick and Burdett were finding themselves in the same position. So there are still things to to work, obviously, uh, but it's it's obviously very good for for their um, for their confidence that they're able to score six goals. Uh, it's great for Ash that she's scored four, but could have scored. Eight, uh, it's going to give them, you know, that that bit of momentum that they had lost uh, by playing the three best teams in the comp and not being able to uh, to even rival a little bit with them. Uh, so hopefully, that it's always hard to go to the Riverina, make making that hard of a travel an easy game. Hopefully, it will give them the confidence to build up on it and to to you know to not lose the locomotive of the top four.
0: And. Those goals for Ash Sykes that puts her in second place in the goal scoring charts with seven goals, one behind Brittany Palombi. Um, and the, Michael, what is our uh, final matchup?
1: So, our final matchup was a bit of a surprise uh, result, uh, if you ask me. It was uh, Canberra United Academy getting a victory over Dungarland United, three goals to two. So, for the Academy, it was a Percival uh, own goal, Christoffson. And Jensen uh, getting on the score sheet uh, for Gungahlin United. It was legends,
0: legends. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. Well, close enough. <laughs> and Brown in the in the forty sixth minute. So the academy side came away with the victory there. A huge win as well over a contending uh, Gungahlin United outfit. Jeremy, it's a massive win, obviously, as I stated for Canberra United Academy. How did they approach? Uh, this game uh, against uh, Gungahlin United because we're talking about two teams that really like to uh, have a possession based approach uh, to their football uh, obviously uh, Canberra United Academy came out on top so how, how did that match up there
2: uh, well, I think the, the first thing that that matters is um, that Vicky Linton was on the bench. Um, we are; she hadn't been on the bench obviously since the beginning of the season because uh, she had just finished the double season, uh, and, and so she was back on the bench uh, this weekend. And and you could definitely hear that she was on the bench; uh, mm-hmm. her voice was heard all the way throughout Hawker. Uh, and it, and it's great for the player. Um, the the third goal scorer, I think it's Anna Hunt, not Jensen. Uh, I'm not sure where the miscommunication came. Um, I had. Oh, Jensen. Okay. as well but when i watched the game unless okay i didn't see well but i think she's the one who's heading it in uh and i'm, I'm mentioning it because um anahunt despite not scoring until the very last minute uh, had an extraordinary game up front i mean something that i've probably never seen at Gongalin, and i mentioned that to Diego a little bit uh, i've never seen Gongalin struggling under pressure Canberra united academy's pressure was so um quick and aggressive that Gongalin was struggling to actually build up and to get the ball out with ease from their own half. There was a lot of, of direct play. Uh, there was probably the fact that, you know, they always play on, on grass and now they're always playing on synthetic. Um, so there was a lot of loose control, a lot of loose passes, things that we're not used to see uh, from Gongalin. And the first half, uh, you know, they start the right way and and they press and they score early. And none of a sudden it looked like not that they dropped, but that all of a sudden they had a hard time coping with how much pressure Canberra Academy was putting, and and how well, for once with with the last three games, uh, how well the academy was actually building up and how aggressive they were on the ball and, and those runs that we talked about last week, uh, the, anticipating where the ball is going to go and to be here uh, for the first and second goal, which is something that I think I heard Vicky saying about eight times during the game, screaming first and second, to make sure that the team was always focused. Um, I, I think that's what the academy had to correct in the last couple of games. And that's what they corrected very well against um, against and whether the gunners weren't ready or, uh, or surprised, I'm not sure where that didn't work out uh, but it definitely looked like it was a little bit too much for them to be able to, to do what they usually do. It's not that they didn't have any opportunities. Uh, you know, Jade Brown scores, uh, but also has other opportunities to to score at one point from short and long range. Uh, LK Tolu, when she comes in, there's a couple moments where uh, she finds herself in, right, in the right position. But every time they got close to the box, uh, the spirit shown by the academy was definitely what we saw in the very first game against Canberra, Croatia, and not one w- what we saw after. Um, so whether it's um, having played three games in the first week, because they played Croatia twice and then Belkonen, which is always hard, uh, or whether it's you know the, the Linton effect, because obviously, like we said a, a few times, uh, when the WWE coach comes into the academy, there's a different... Um, sets of standards, there's a different um, approach to how the, the players are going into the game maybe, uh, there's maybe that extra motivation uh, and, uh, and yeah, you know, in, in W League uh, I don't, I can't remember I think it's maybe four or five games uh, at, uh, at Wanyasa that the team scored in the last five minutes, uh, in the academy for her first game she gets the win uh, in the last five minutes, so, uh, so Vicky time is definitely happening in NPLW <laughs>
1: Matt, anything you want to add uh to to this encounter at all?
0: Yeah, look, it was it was very impressive for uh CUA to come back twice uh in this matchup. And I found it interesting when Jeremy mentioned the whole guy they 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 really forced Gangalan and Gangalan weren't able to build up because at because even against Belco, they were still sort of able able to build up um uh build up play um with less um what's the word for it? Like with less um Less and struggles in all due respect. That's not to say that Belco didn't, you know, weren't the better team in that matchup. They were, but they were still able to string more uh, build up play from the back, at least. Like by the time they got to the midfield, the you know the, the, the likes of Mickey Thornton and 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 the rest um, sort of overwhelmed them a bit at times in that matchup. But they was still able to build it up. So the fact that you mentioned that that they were able to do something like that is impressive from CUA. You mentioned Linton there. That's that. I think that's a morale boost, if anything, uh, because. Uh, to, you know, to be playing under a coach and all the girls would have seen how well Canberra United did this season. And they would have been extremely excited. And and from what I've seen from Vicky Linton, um, she's a good motivator as well. So that's all um, That's all well and good for CUA. For Gungala United, now there's two losses in a row. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they go against West Canberra, which we're going to mention very soon, and that you and I are commentating on Jeremy. Uh, before we move on to that quickly, though, Jeremy, how about that goal from uh, Jay Brown?
2: Beautiful man, that, that per- perfect matcher. You you don't see that often. I think uh, the 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 technique it takes to be able to protect your ball and let it go to the second ball. It's funny because on on one hand, it's the uh, uh, it's the five aside goal, right? That everyone is trying to score when they get uh, a cutback pass from the side, but to do it. Uh, on an 11 side pitch, when the ball is coming all the way to the corner, uh, it takes definitely a little bit more than 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 what it looks. Uh, so you know, kudos to to Jay. That's that's two goals now in the season that are uh, already competing for goal of the season. Uh, she's she's definitely uh, she's definitely having a, a good year, and I'm sure her mother was happy to to see her daughter scoring like that on Mother's Day. What wow, what wow, what a better yeah. what oh, better uh, gift can can you have uh, to to finish on 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 that game? Um, you know, the goals from Cambridge Academy, the two first goals came from mistakes from Gongalin. Uh, Perceval with the on goal on that uh, umphem cross for the first half, uh, and Christopher Sonner goals come from uh, the press from Sasha Groven, and Anahan stealing the ball off the feet of Ruby Gamble. And I think that shows uh, the amount of pressure that Gongalin was under during the whole game, because again, that's not something that we see often Gongalin making mistakes, uh, not being uh, positioned the right way defensively. Uh, and yet twice during that game, they get taken over. There was a few, um, you know, there was a few calls that could have gone either way, uh, referee calls that might feel controversial uh, for, for um and, and it's part of the game. Uh, but the fact that the two goals were scored technically on mistakes uh, from, the, from the gunners also shows how much pressure they were under the whole game and, and how, how well the academia worked coming up to this game.
0: And moving on to the uh, predictions, let's quickly mention now uh ladder, shall we? Jeremy, you got the victory <laughs> this week. Three. I did. Michael and I, we got two. Overall ladder, That's me 15, bad. Michael 14, Jeremy 12. Jeremy's coming back up on us.
2: Coming yeah, back. He's coming I
0: back. I didn't tell you this, Jeremy, but I got zero in MPL one this week. Like oh, NPL1
2: oh, is hard. Yeah. I wouldn't... I no, wouldn't so now we're,
0: we're... Michael and I, but maybe we should have like a scoreboard for how many times we get zero in MPL one like <laughs> Michael and yeah. I one for one now on that one. Anyways. It, it is the NPL Pinchies. one this year is just insane. Anyway, uh, it's in terms of predicting, it's very hard to predict. Um, so let's give NPLW a, a crack this week. Yep. Canberra Croatia, Wagga City Wanderers, Sunday May sixteenth, two thirty at Deakin Stadium. You mentioned the, the 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 high defensive line. I can't see how this isn't. I can't see how this isn't going to work in Canberra Croatia's favour. Uh, with all due respect to Wagga City Wanderers and Sam Gray, I'm going to go for.
1: Canberra Croatia. Uh you Michael? Yeah, I'm the same, Matt. I'm going for Canberra Croatia. Jeremy?
2: Yeah, Canberra Croatia as well. I mean, the the only hope that I have for Wagacity is Canberra Croatia is playing Belkon twice in four in four days. And that's a very that uh, physical game. So that could play in the hands of, of Wagga City, but um, you know, they have to travel all the way here. Uh they're facing a team who's very comfortable at home. Uh, they have the depth to be able to uh, to to play around. I mean, you know, he plays without Belabarac and uh, and Lahagnu this weekend. Uh, so if they are back for the next weekend, they're they are another two danger that that brings to the team. Yeah, I don't see Canberra Croatia doing anything else than winning that game.
0: Next up, Canberra Olympic, Canberra United Academy. This should be a very interesting one after the both the, their performances on the weekend. Sunday, May sixteenth, two thirty. O'Connor enclosed. This is a tough one to call. I'm going to go with Olympic, but it's it's like the toss of a coin. That's how well they both performed this week. Uh, Michael?
1: I'm going to go for a Canberra United Academy win. Uh, Jeremy?
2: I'm going to follow Michael on that one. I'm going to go for an Academy win.
0: All right. Next up, Gungarland United versus West Canberra Wanderers, Sunday, May 16th, 3 p.m. at Gungarland. Enclosed. Jeremy and I will be commentating that one. Uh, Jeremy, let's kick us
2: off. Uh, I think I'm going to go for a draw.
0: Oh, All right, Michael. Uh,
2: they they played twice against that this week. They played tomorrow night and this weekend. So there's going to be also a bit of context to that.
1: Yeah. I'm <clears> going to go for a and, Uh United win. I know that we've touched on the fact that they've lost uh two games on the bounce. But um, I think now is the time where they uh look to get back in the winners column so i'm going to go for a gangan united win
0: i i i'm going with jeremy on this one i th- it, it, it this is another very very tough one to call i'm 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 going with the draw on this one you mentioned the du- the double um double match you know just because one team might win midweek that doesn't mean the other team might not be able to use what they you know got in that match and to uh to overcome but i'm going to go with the draw i just feel like west camber wonder is in a really good moment at the at this point in time but and we all know they have the quality when they step up they step it up all right next up tugger united belco united sunday may 16th 310 at camber 201 uh, i don't think they're gonna have this uh scaffold in time ready jeremy like they keep t- telling us every week for <laughs> Russ and, no, no. um for us and maddie moore uh, on the other side of the field, but uh, I'm it's 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 tough enough to say Belcon United in all due respect to Tugger on this one. Uh, Michael,
1: I'm gonna go for a Belcon United uh win. I expect them to bounce back after that loss to uh Canberra Croatia. I think it'll be there'll be a uh, raring to go,
2: Jeremy. Yeah, Belco for sure. You know, so same thing the the fact that they play twice this week might might be hard for for Belkonen, but when you see the reserves of Belconnen playing they're dominating as well they have they have a lot of depth uh, the blue devils and and i don't think that uh, Turgonong has the same quality unfortunately
0: okay so there's two rounds where we all went for the where we all went for the same pick and then <clears throat> two of us picked the same one in the other one so it's a good amount of variety this week all right jeremy Thank you very much, as always. Is Thanks, there Bryce. anything you'd like to talk about quickly before you go? Um, you mentioned the Fed Cup. You mentioned the um, – the I mentioned the match that we're going to do this weekend. Uh, French podcast. you want to put uh, plug that again?
2: yeah yeah i'll do a, Yeah, i'll do it tomorrow actually i can't do the live tonight like i did last week uh, so no. i'll do it tomorrow there's a, there's quite a bit to talk about uh we're talking about it offline and Matt and I about uh Neymar resigning and uh, and some yes. some coaching um rumors going around and and Marseille trying to get the next the next big guy uh, from south america so there, there's a bit of things to play to talk about but uh but yeah i won't do it live i'll, I'll take my time and i'll join i'll do it during the day tomorrow so So, you don't see me unioning live on YouTube.
0: (laughs) Well, I look forward to listening to that one, Jeremy. And thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, bud. See you on Sunday.
2: See you. Take care, guys.
0: Great having Jeremy on as always. Uh, Michael, let's get straight into MPL2. What is our first matchup?
1: Yeah, so we had the uh, Brindabella Blues up against ANU. Uh, ANU uh, coming away with a 2 0. Uh, victory away from home. You mentioned that they are still undefeated, uh, in MPL two and one of the, uh, is it two MP- MPL sides across the three competitions yep. that are still undefeated. M&M so it's a mm-hmm. yep. So it's a great uh, feat that they've uh, managed to accomplish there, and they'll look to continue that, obviously. But uh, a great win uh, for ANU uh Kagler and Peterkin getting on the score sheet for the visiting team. Um. Obviously, Brindabell, Matt, they had to overcome a lot uh, very early in this game, earlier than what what they would have hoped with a straight red uh, to their goalkeeper Sebastian Young. Uh, so, how how did this game uh, play out there on after? Because it pretty much looked like that A and U were in the driver's seat, you know, uh, from from that moment onwards.
0: Yeah, as soon as I rocked up, I got out of the car and I heard a bit of a, you know, the when there's a red card here, everyone sort of. Right. And I didn't see it, but I, I watched it back. But um, yeah, no, it was uh, a bit disappointing that, that that there was a red card so early on in the match because I was I thought this was going to be a fantastic back and forth matchup. But yeah. of course, when there's a red card straight away, and you know, it's it, it, it sort of t- turned the game into a bit of a scrappy affair. Um, in saying that, though, uh, Belcon- uh, sorry, Brenda Bella, they weren't very happy with the call uh, because the way the he was running, he was running not. To the goals, he was running like he was away right the corner. Yeah, and it was uh, so. But yeah, in saying oh. that though, it, it is tight. It's it, yeah. Look, uh, Brindabella weren't very happy with that call. you even talked to a few people from A and U, and even they they, 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 they thought they were a bit unlucky with that call as well. But uh, you, you know, you have, in terms of A and U, you still have to beat what's in front of you. But I'll tell you what, the Brindies put up a good fight with ten men. They still made it very difficult at times for A and U um they still caused some uh they weren't able to attack as much as uh, the Britons usually do so they had to be a little more defensive but they still caused issues michael in that regard and you yeah. one thing they do well as we all know they like to play the ball they still uh, control the majority of possession they're right uh look both sides will look at this as a scrappy sort of performance but at the end of the day uh considering the circumstances of how the match started it's bound it's sort of bound it was sort of bound to be like that but a&U will be happy to get the victory and uh, the Brindies will just uh, be looking uh, to next week. In that regard, um, any thoughts before we move on?
1: No, I think that Anu and are obviously proving to be, um, you know, with the exception of Queen Bain City putting in a few dominant showings, I think overall a and have been the most consistent side uh, in the MPL2. Uh They're a very good playing unit. Um that was touched on uh, with your chat with Adam uh, you know, a while back when you had him on the show. Uh, they're, they're a great team. They've got a great core there. They've had players that have played there for years on end. So um, they've just continued to spark, um, continued to play well. Um, and they're in a great sort of phase at the moment where they're just getting result after result after result. So it's going to be pretty hard to stop them. Uh, in this present time,
0: it certainly will be. Uh, so credit to ANU, but also credit to the Brindies for uh, for um, for the fight they put up in that match and still being able to cause a team like ANU some troubles with only ten men is uh, a pretty good effort from them. All right, next up, Michael. We've got O'Connor Knights one, Western Malongolo one. Interesting draw here. Uh, two similar scorers. We're seeing these two score quite a bit this season. McCarran for O'Connor Knights and Wreckford for Weston. Malongolo, how did this one sort of play
1: out? Yeah, we just touched on it there. Um, McCarran on the score sheet again for O'Connor as they came from behind uh, to draw with (coughs) Weston. It was actually a very open game from all accounts with both sides having a fair share of chances uh, to snag a victory. Uh, It's obviously not the ideal result that they would have liked uh, heading into the big matchup um, with Queanbeyan. Uh, this weekend, uh, obviously speaking about O'Connor Knights there, um, but it it on the other side of the equation, you know, it's a good response uh, to follow up last week's uh, victory over Wagga for Western. Uh, they were able to keep it strong at the back and create more chances uh, than they have uh, prior to last week. Um, and I think that you mentioned the return of uh, uh Manda. Uh, and albushi uh, would help them and um, that's what happened this match uh, those two had a great influence uh, and Loyer is uh, coming close to full fitness uh, as well so it's all seeming to come slowly together for western Belonglo as they slowly look to bring players in uh, into their playing group but yeah it's going to be uh, interesting to see how O'Connor Knights respond uh, following this result. Obviously, it's not what they would have hoped for. Um, they've had a few stalemates uh, w- or a few sort of uh, roadblocks already uh, early in the campaign. We mentioned before how consistent ANU have been and their ability to pick up results. So I kinda haven't been able to quite uh, match that uh, when you take a look at the Premier sides uh, in this MPL2 comp. So it'll be interesting to see how those two sides fare on uh beyond this week, but it's a good point uh for Western uh, Malongolo, I feel.
0: And more important and more importantly, I think it's just great momentum heading into ANU this weekend for Western Malongolo to get a result against someone like O'Connor Knights. It does very well for them. loe Elbushi is about, I've been told from Ned is about 85% uh, in terms of fitness, getting back from injury. So he's a very creative player for them. I, uh, Piketty Manda, like you mentioned, he created quite a few opportunities himself in that matchup. I've been talking about it for, I keep saying it, but Nate keeps telling me Piketty Manda, watch out for him. He's going to be, uh, he's going to do well for Western Malongo this season. In terms of O'Connor Nice, like you mentioned, another roadblock, not the sort of momentum you want heading into Queen Min City and Queen Min City. Um, So like I'm about to mention this next matchup, Michael, but they have (laughs) been rare form in terms of chances and, um, yeah, but O'Connor Knights—they are still missing a few players as well. To be fair to them, so they probably didn't have the same creativity that they always do. And they, yeah. uh, but in saying that though, um, it was a pretty open match, like you mentioned. So it's going to be um, interesting to see how both sides sort of fare on the weekend in their respective matches, like we'll mention soon. But uh, Michael, what was our what's our next matchup?
1: Yeah, we kind of led into it there, Queen Bain City. City. Uh, another yeah, it was a it was a great segue. Uh, Queen Bain City 6 uh, against Wagga City Wanderers 1. Uh, another emphatic win uh, for Queen Bain City after their win against White Eagles where they popped seven past them. Uh, they've put six past Wagga City Wanderers. We've always talked about how lethal they are going forward. Queen Bean City, probably the best attacking side uh, in the MPL 2 competition. Uh, so their goal scorers were Coppitalo, uh, Neveski, Ponce, Keita, Adams and Shields. Uh, Steven's got on the score sheet for Wagga City. Um, another strong attacking performance uh, from Queeniean City, like I mentioned, um, they've got goals in abundance from all over the field, especially in attacking sense. Matt,
0: yeah, and what I think is important for Queeniean City is anyone on their team can score. I mean, how important are you? you've played on you know several teams, Michael. How important is it when you can rely on anyone really on your team to score? You don't need to rely on just one player. And, yep. But it's also but it's also important that Shields, I think, got on the score sheet as well. Sort of similar to Dominici Minaro, right? A uh, big yeah. player like that who's been around for ages and immediately someone's going to point out, he, he's only scored once or he hasn't scored a lot or whatever the, the case may be, or in Shields' case, missing the penalty in the first round or whatever. When yep. you've been around for that long, people are always going to point it out. But he got on the score sheet, um, um, good on Mark Shields, and uh, he brings a lot of leadership as well to this team along with the rest of the um players uh, at Queen Man City that have been there for, for a long time and they just know how to create chances Michael, <laughs> That's, I'll, I'll sure. tell you what uh, for, for, uh, the report I got from this matchup, they just keep creating chances, keep creating chances, only 2-0 at half time so Wagga did well to sort of keep them at that moment for the first half uh, Stevens, he's, he's, he, he's the bright light so far of Wagga City Wanderers, uh, I think Russ mentioned on commentary in the Monaro match that he's going to be moving to Canberra next year um, so, um, that's, that's definitely one, I think, uh, quite a few camera uh, player, quite a few camera clubs will Absolutely. be looking out for if, uh, Russ, um, what, if what Russ mentioned uh, is correct next year. Um, but yeah, in terms of that Wagga city wanderers, it's like, we keep mentioning, it's going to be difficult for them this season in this rebuilding phase for them, but to keep it at two nil, um, to sort of, uh, break on the counter when they could get some chances, and I, Jay, you mentioned this in, in this in, in my interview with him, but they keep creating chances. And for them, I just wonder, like we saw in the ANU match, right? Heaps of chances didn't go in. Started getting frustrated, right? This one mm-hmm. had heaps of chances. They probably had sort of double the chances than what they put in, like against Western Malongolo and the, these other matches that we saw, and even against White Eagles, right? So for White Eagles, so we'll see how they perform against O'Connor Michael. But I want to see if it's not going their way. Are they going to be able, or if they don't, if they, if O'Connor don't let them create the sort of chances they used to, are they able to sort of be efficient with the, with less chances, but that, that means they need to create less chances. That means they need to be in the position to create less chances. But if that happens, I'm intrigued to see how Queenbean, you know, um, handle having less chances, but it's safe. It's, it, it's safe to say, the team with the momentum and they did the same against White Eagles. It's safe to say they'll probably take the front foot this weekend. All right. <clears throat> Any thoughts on this one before we move on?
1: No, I think you pretty much uh, articulated everything really well there, Matt, in terms of Queen Bean City and how well uh, they're playing. But it will be interesting to see how they deal with a little bit of pressure if O'Connor Knights are able to sustain that uh, and present Queen Bain some problems where if they're being defensively solid uh and they're sort of and they frustrate Queenbian, uh that way they might be able to sneak a goal in so uh it'll be interesting to see how that game next week uh, plays out it's gonna be a cracking game though most definitely
0: oh, it certainly will be and uh the final matchup michael white eagles won ugali zero uh the goal scorers Nuwasir. uh from all accounts a pretty strong defensive performance from white eagles It's safe to say there's probably uh, a response uh, from last week, Michael.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think they had to do whatever they could to put that result uh, behind them. And that's what they did this week. It doesn't matter how they got it. uh, They just needed the three points. Uh, So whether that was 1-0 or um, 5-0, they got the three points, which is the most important thing. Uh, from all the counts, White Eagles had a strong defensive performance, uh, which was contrast to what they displayed last week, which is a very positive sign. Uh, they preferred to sit back and use their pace uh, to hit on the counter uh, which is a, which was uh, a great tactic uh, uh, as a result uh, of that big loss that they had to Queen last week. Uh, Eric Bonet uh, took the reins uh, on Saturday, uh, as Steve uh, Foreshaw sure was, uh, away uh, for this encounter. Uh, so, a great uh, response from wide Eagles to um, make do with that change and uh, come away with the three points. Uh, on the other side, Ugali uh, weren't able uh, to get the response victory they were looking for against Eagles. Um, you know, um, Eagles made it difficult uh, for the Griffith base uh, team to break them down. Uh, they, they had uh, the... They will have the majority of their eyes on the FA Cup uh, semi-finals. Sorry, the FFA Cup uh, semi-finals, as they were drawn against teams uh, in the NPL One, like Monaro, Canberra Croatia, and Tigers FC. So, I mean, maybe they had one eye uh, on that match. Uh, Yeah, on the on the FFA Cup uh, fixtures, uh, and you you can't really blame them because uh, that's a huge matchup that they'll uh, that they'll get. Uh, in the FFA Cup as they look to you know continue this magic run that they've managed to create for themselves.
0: Yeah, and that draw should be uh, this week, I believe. Yeah, yes, probably, probably Wednesday because that seems to be whenever the notification pops up anyway for the live feed from Cabal Football on my phone. So yeah, look, unfortunately for you, Garley, weren't able to get the what they the response they would have liked. Um, from all accounts, though, it was a better you know a better away performance than like for example uh their last time they were here in terms of against like o'connor um but ugali yeah it it was this is always a it was interesting to not see a lot of goals in this one because remember i mentioned last week uh their matches last year was just insane so many so many goals uh that wasn't the case this uh week you mentioned there white eagles strong defensive performance I just think it's like you mentioned. I, th- I thought you hit the nail on the head, Michael. Just just positive to get that victory, uh, get get uh, have that bounce back, and and just sort of create that you know forward momentum uh, for White Eagles moving forward. All right, all right. Next up, we've got the uh, predictions. So let's uh, mention the. predictions
1: uh, right, let's predictions get into it this
0: week. All right. all right, me two this week. You won. Oh, yeah. so most recently that was an NPL two uh so me with 13 you with 11 overall so still pretty close in that regard let's have a crack at this one uh we've done so uh you know uh, what a week uh this is becoming yeah. a good meme i think yeah. michael but uh that's, that's that that you know it's all about a bit of a laugh isn't it oh uh,
1: absolutely so we've got a new at home to western Malonglo uh this saturday 310 at a new south oval <laughs> Um, I'm going to go for an ANU win. I just expect them to continue the momentum that they've showed as being the most consistent side in the MPL 2 uh, so far this season. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with ANU, but Western Molonga have given themselves a good sort of, uh, a good sort of boost after you know, getting the draw uh, against you know, a team like O'Connor Knights and, of course, getting the win the previous week against Wagga City. But I think ANU will just have a bit too much for them this week, expect, expect I want to be a, a bit of a, a bit of a physical contest. I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up,
1: next we've got Ugali uh, at home to Brindabella Blues Sunday, May sixteenth, two p.m. at Solomad Stadium. I'm going to go for a Brindabella Blues uh, win here and for Scafer to go back on the uh, score sheet for the visitors.
0: Yeah, he still, he still had a few chances actually. I forgot to mention in that match. Uh, just, you know, I just, yeah, with, I
1: noticed that he, that he wasn't on the score sheet. With, he on the score sheet. He still,
0: he still yeah. had it despite you know obviously not being allowed too many you know more chances with the less man down. It's, it's a tough one, but I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Ugali in this one um, because they're at home. They've always shown their best, um, the best form they've shown it this season. Uh, at, at, Against they didn't beat A N U, but so far no one has beaten A N U. This so yeah. far this season they've proven to be the only undefeated side in M P L two. I just think uh, Ugali uh, uh, are extremely strong at home, and uh, I think they'll get the victory over Brindabella. But as we saw this week, the Brindies will put up a fight. So don't be surprised. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if your uh, prediction is correct, Michael, in that regard.
1: Yep. Yeah. So next we have Knights against Queen Man City. Obviously the game of the round. Massive. I've got and City in this one. Uh they've just been scoring goals uh, in abundance. They've got 13 goals in their last two games, which is just astounding. So um they might not score that many. Um they might not reach those numbers against O'Connor Knights, but um I still expect them to to win there uh at Kayleen. So that's that one is Sunday, May 16th, 3 p.m. at Kayleen enclosed.
0: This could be a, a bit of a cagey affair. It's always a passionate affair when these two face each other, to say the least. Um, I'm going to go for Queenman in this one. It's hard to deny them after they win last week against yep. uh, their other rivals, White Eagles. It's just, it's just so hard to deny them after that performance. And O'Connor Knights, like I mentioned, they're still missing players, haven't been able to sort of hit that uh, momentum that they had when they started the season. I'm going to go with Queenman on this one.
1: In the last game uh, of the MPL. Uh, round six predictions is uh, Canberra White Eagles uh, up against Wagga City Wanderers Sunday, May 16th, 3pm uh, at Woden Park. Uh, I've got White Eagles uh, at home in this one, so I'm going for back-to-back wins.
0: Yeah, same here, White Eagles. I think that victory has sort of helped them in that regard and it'll uh, help them with their uh, momentum moving forward. All right. That's us for the week, Michael. Very good yeah, show, sure. um, great as always. Uh, any last words before we um, for, before we wrap up another week of no. good action?
1: I think yeah, there's some great games there across the three competitions. So um, whilst there'll be uh NPL games on we've also got the um you know the federations cup with the women's as well so there'll be some great games on uh some great goals hopefully as well and hopefully some good discussion points to delve upon next time we uh, do a podcast uh so um I think we can expect a very uh good footballing week I don't think too much will change not too much you know uh sort of circus activity will go will go on There's, there's Not a whole lot uh, going on, but um, what is going on is a, a lot of football, so we can expect a lot of uh entertainment uh from that.
0: And do you want to mention your uh, state league result before uh, we head off there?
1: Oh, yeah, we won uh 3 0 uh on the weekend, so a good win over uh Western Malongolo uh down at uh Manga. so you know that the um. We played on a on a different field than what we had played against them uh, in the last two years.
0: Did you have Ben uh, Williams as your ref? Apparently, he's refing Warramanga now. He's back in Canberra, refereeing Warramanga, That is uh, the Australian ref. No,
1: we we had some old we had some up. old referee called Eugene. So, okay. Um, no look, good three 0 win. Um, I think mean, we're, we're three wins, one loss through our um, first four games at the moment, but. I mean, if if you really want to know, I I reckon we should be four and zero. But you that know, that um, that could be left for another discussion, unless you know you want me to just ramble on forever, Michael, uh, which, no one which likes I can to, do. No one likes
0: to lose, as we know from talking to uh, anyone in Canberra football. Let's be honest, or any football for that matter. All you right, know, thank yeah, thank no, you very much. No. Best of luck for uh, this weekend. Hopefully, you don't go. Um, four
1: and planet playing a new this weekend so it'll be a tough game
0: so certainly will be all right
1: if anyone's if anyone's looking to catch some quality action come come down to hack oval this saturday 1 p.m. Uh, and watch uh, canberra city take on a U. so that'll be a cracker
0: thanks for that yeah. michael uh great episode and we look forward to episode 28 next week uh Thank you very much, everybody, and we'll uh, see you next week.